I'm the goat of Disney. I eat everything. All right, everybody, it's Corey story time. So kick back, relax, put your feet up, and get ready to listen to this one. We're not just going to report Disney news and just talk about it. I mean, that's already been done a million times. But then again, we do love Disney news. We will talk about some. So Tammy has me running all over Disney World looking for this new lounge fly. Jillian loves China so much that if she was ever lost, she would need a tag on her shirt that says, If lost, return me to China. Jacob's my dude. Jacob is my tech man. He makes me sound good. This week on the DizPod, we look at Monsters Laugh Floor as our attraction feature. We'll take a look at some of the Walt Disney World offerings for St. Patrick's Day. Diz Screenplay Theater covers a scene from E.T. I review the food I tried this week on stream, and I go on my first major rant of my podcast life. It's all next on the DizPod. Disney Parks Blog News. Okay, on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day is coming. And with that, Disney parks are really going all out. I didn't realize that they offered this many St. Patrick's Day items, but whoa. I don't know how many we'll get our lips on, but let's visit Disney Parks blog for Disney Eats this week. This article was written by Nicole Cantor, Digital Integration Specialist of Global Food and Beverage. Nicole, let's see what you have. So she wrote this article today on March 9th. Let's dig in. Happy St. Patrick's, foodies. It's nearly March 17th, and you know what that means. I've got all the themed items you can enjoy for the festivities this year, and trust me, these items will shamrock your world. Both Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort are joining in on the fun and serving up some of the charming eats and sips throughout the month of March that will let you get in the Irish spirit. You'll feel like you've struck gold once you set your eyes on these items like the Nugget, an adorably delicious treat from Disney's Wilderness Lodge, the new Lucky Leprechaun at Disney's Coronado Springs, and a green twist on a classic with the green stuff at Red Rose Tavern. Let's check out Walt Disney World Resort first at all the Disney All-Star Resorts at the World Premier Food Court, Intermission Food Court, and End Zone Food Court available March 10th through the 17th through mobile order. You can get the St. Patrick's Day cake. It is ice cream cake with mint ganache, buttercream, fondant rainbow, and a chocolate pot of gold. At Disney's Art of Animation Resort, Making up their treat is the St. Patrick's Day Parfait. It is layers of green velvet cake, ganache, and Irish cream cheesecake topped with sweet cream and white chocolate shamrock decor. Over at Beaches and Cream, you can pick up the Mickey Shamrock Shake, mint milkshake with chocolate drizzle, shamrock sprinkles, and a specialty vanilla cupcake. At Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort, you can pick up the mint chocolate chip cheesecake, mint chocolate brownie topped with vanilla cheesecake, whipped mint ganache, and a house-made chocolate decor to go with it. 
at the Disney's Contemporary, at the Contempo Cafe, you can pick up the St. Patrick's Day Cupcake, which is chocolate cake filled with gold crisp pearls with green buttercream, green sugar, shamrock sprinkles, and a white chocolate Minnie Mouse topper. This is available only on March 17th. I should note that back at Beaches and Cream, the Mickey Shamrock Milkshake will be available through March 31st. Over at Coronado Springs Resort, you have the Three Bridges Bar and Grill at Villa Del Lago. This is available from March 10th to the 17th. You can pick up the Lucky Leprechaun, which is made of whiskey coffee custard, whiskey soaked cake, and pistachio mousse topped with a dark chocolate shamrock. Wow. That sounds really, really good. Over at Key West Resort, you can hop over to Goods Food to Go and pick up the Mickey Pot of Gold. It is stout chocolate cake filled with Irish cream mousse dipped in chocolate shell, buttercream, gold sprinkles, and a rainbow gummy. Over at Port Orleans Resort, the French Quarter, you can pick up the mint chocolate chip cheesecake, mint chocolate brownie topped with a vanilla cheesecake, and whipped mint ganache with chocolate decor. You can pick that up over at Segula Floatworks and Food Factory, available March 10th through the 17th. Over at Scat Cat's Club Cafe, available through March 31st, is the Mickey Shamrock Beignet. Mickey-shaped beignet, chocolate mint ganache, milk chocolate pipette, and shamrock decor. You can pop over to Disney's Port Orleans Resort Riverside and check out the Mint Chocolate Chip Cheesecake, which is mint chocolate brownie topped with vanilla cheesecake and whipped mint ganache with chocolate decor. This is available March 10th through the 17th. You'll want to run over to Disney's Riviera Resort and check out the La Petite Cafe. This is available March 17th only. It's the caramel hazelnut profiteroles. It's made up of caramel hazelnut custard filled with chocolate profiteroles with chocolate ganache. Disney Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa is offering some items at two different places. At the Artist's Palette, this is available through March 17th, and it is the Mickey Pot of Gold. Stout chocolate cake filled with Irish cream mousse dipped in a chocolate shell, buttercream, gold sprinkles, and rainbow gummy. At the backstretch pool, you can pick up the Lucky Irish Cone, which is made up of cake cone, vanilla soft serve, chocolate sandwich cookies, and gold sprinkles. Disney's Wilderness Lodge is offering over at Roaring Fork. It'll be available through March 17th, and they are offering the Nugget. Vanilla bean mousse, Irish stout cake, and salted caramel ganache. Available at various Disney Resort hotels through March 31st is the My Lucky Clover Cupcake. It is made up of chocolate cupcake with vanilla buttercream and sprinkles. This is available at multiple areas. It is available at the World Premier Food Court at Disney's All-Star Music, Movies, and Sports, which is the Intermission Food Court and the End Zone Food Court as well. Landscape of Flavors at Disney's Art of Animation, Centertown Market at Disney's Caribbean Resort, Spyglass Grill at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort, Sasagula Floatworks and Food Factory at Disney's Port Orleans Resort French Quarter, Riverside Mill Court at Disney's 
Port Orleans Resort Riverside and everything pop shopping and dining at Disney's Pop Century Resort. For a ton more items of offerings that Walt Disney World, Disneyland are offering, just jump over to Disney Parks blog. I probably read about 50% of what is offered. It all looks amazed, Diz, and I am definitely going to take note so that I can try to try some of these things on stream. Let us know in an email if any of these sound really good and that you may have a chance at trying some of these. And if you do, also let us know what you thought of them. Today's Diz attraction feature visits the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Let's get right into it. The Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor is a comedy show geared towards kids and families where Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University and other monster comedians tell jokes and interact with the audience. So where is Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor? Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor is located next to Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin in Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom. What is the history of Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor? Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor opened to guests on April 2nd, 2007, but it was far from the first attraction to call this corner of Tomorrowland home. Before the monsters from Monstropolis moved in, several Circle Vision 360-degree shows ran in this space, beginning with the magic carpet round the world in 1971 and ending with the Timekeeper, which ran from 1994 to 2006. What you need to know about the queue. Upon entering the building, guests pass through the standard switchbacks with banners encouraging guests to send in their own jokes via text, and the jokes may be used in the show. Guests then pass through a door to enter the monster world and into a holding room for the show. Be sure to notice that monsters-themed vending machine, bulletin board, and other fun details while you wait. What you need to know about the experience. Since the monsters discovered laughter provides more power than screams, Mike Wazowski has opened a comedy club and needs the audience's help to fill up canisters of laughter. Mike MCs the club's three comedy acts with occasional interruptions from Roz. Each act has an animated monster who tells jokes and interacts with guests to often hilarious results. It's important to note Mike and the monsters are animated and appear on a screen. It's through Disney magic and technology that the monsters seen on screen can interact with live guests in the audience. The show is great for all ages and members of the family. The jokes are suitable to kids, but the witty cast members voicing the monsters and interactions are sure to amuse adults as well. What you need to know about the theater. The Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor Theater holds several hundred and truly looks like it belongs in Monstropolis. Guests sit along hard plastic benches with a back and a surprising amount of space. What you need to know about accessibility, wheelchair and ECV users may ride directly into the theater to the spacious theater and seating arrangements. Wheelchair seating is near the center of the room. What you need to know about health and safety warnings. Due to the nature of the show, there are no health and safety warnings. However, they would warn that those who prefer not to be on camera who or fear of being put on the spot in a crowd, 
to consider skipping the show. What are the height requirements? There are no height requirements in Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Weather does not affect this attraction as it is an indoor theater. And what is the best time to ride this day experience? Well, the theater holds several hundred people, so there's no need to rush here. First thing in the morning is a good one, but you can really take this ride in at any time. The details of this wonderful Magic Kingdom attraction was brought to you by Touring Plans. So there are definite times that you'd like to say something on the channel, on YouTube, on live stream, on the live streams. And I'm very protective of that because you want to create a sense of escape for people. I'm escaping right along with our viewers. And I feel like, you know, Tammy's doing the same thing. Anybody participating, we're all doing this together, whether we're behind the camera, in front of the camera, in the parks, watching from our homes, watching from our jobs, wherever we're watching from, we're all escaping together. And I don't like to really voice some strong opinions while we're there. And I've been holding back on this opinion for a little bit now. And I know it's a touchy subject. And when you're talking about cast members, people that love Disney, that love the parks, we love the cast members. And there's reasons for that. Disney trains them to be what they are. And they do a phenomenal job at it. Disney, uh, big corporate companies hire Disney to train their people to be like cast members. So whatever I say in really my first rant ever doing a podcast, this is partly why I created this leg, this outlet of living in Diz so that we can voice some opinions sometimes and not have to worry too much about helping people escape. Do people like listening to our podcast because they are escaping? Of course they do. Of course they do. And I hope they do. Uh, it's fun. It's upbeat. It's Disney news. It's discussions. It's food reviews. But I also wanted to create or use part of this to do things like this. And I've been debating it. And I've just decided, you know, if you take this the wrong way, you're misinterpreting. Because, and I hope I get my point across, and it's understood. Because the last thing I want to happen, really, is that it comes off like, I don't know, I'm selfish, pompous, uh you know, don't care about the cast members. It's none of that. It's none of that. And if you think that, then you just don't have enough common sense to figure it out. And you probably live in your mom's basement. <laughs> um, I, so, I mean, let's just get to it. And I'm going to give my opinions. And I'm going to live with it. And I'm not going to worry about it because I'm going to feel good about how I portrayed this. And the question is where to start. So I guess what spawned this is there are a lot of haters of live streamers and of YouTubers, and it really is a bunch of horse you know what. It's 
a handful of people throughout the day in a park that don't want to be filmed and they throw a hissy fit. It's under it's understood to a degree. You know what I mean? I'm sorry that your self-esteem is so low that you have to freak out on me or another YouTuber or another live streamer. I know for myself, I can't speak for others. I am very respectful of people. I try to be as respectful as I can when I'm in a line. And the, time, and the line is tight. I'll raise the camera up. I'll do my best to try to keep it out of people's way. I will sometimes, you know, it, you can't do it all the time, nor should you worry about that. But I try to be conscious of that quite a bit. But I'm also talking and enjoying my family. And sometimes the camera lands up where the camera lands up. And there's just a lot of hatred for this type of media. And Disney doesn't mind it. If they minded it, then we wouldn't be able to do it. Now you can say, oh, well, they're doing it over, you know, they're they're shutting things down in Shanghai or, you know, Tokyo, whatever. It, it's international. They're even supposed to do it in Paris. I know that that's confirmed. Haven't heard any further word on it, but that's expected to happen. It is not expected to happen here, and uh, nor should it. And I have friends that are high up in Disney, and I myself have been encouraged by them, where Disney wants to increase their social media through this stuff. So people, stop talking about it. If it ever happens, God forbid, call me out, call me wrong. But stop trying to create media where it isn't. But that's not really the the, the rant I want to go on. It's just the, these are just some frustrating things that get to you now and then. But then you just you blow it off and you move on. There's been a lot of things that our family have gone through and learned the harsh realities of the behind the scenes of doing Disney YouTube live streams and vlogs because it's not all unicorns and rainbows you know what I mean it's not all enchantment and harmonious behind the scenes trust me and that has shaped my family and our mindset towards how we look at things um, we have friends in the community we keep it to a small circle. We used to have it wide open, and we, we can't do that anymore because there's you got to cut the drama. I'm 51. My wife is 51. And we're not having that kind of drama. We created this channel for happiness in a safe place. And after weeding out a lot of this, we are in a very happy place with our channel and behind the scenes it's been magical for close to a year now. So I know I'm getting off track a little bit here, but these are these are just things. These are things that have happened and have shaped us. So I get to that point because where my mindset is now is, you know, there are hate websites. They're losers. <laughs> I just choose not to really acknowledge them publicly until 
this moment. But uh, they know who they are. It's ridiculous. Get a life. You know what I mean? Um, I just hate the negativity towards live streamers because and, and vloggers because we're doing what we do. And who cares if you're doing it for a living? Who cares if you're doing it for fun? And there's some people that started out that do it for fun and the money. There's some people that start out doing it for fun and it started to make money. Now, that's something that, you know, we and I'm sure others get accused of, of, oh, you're doing it for the money. So what if you are? So what? There's a lot of people that have quit their jobs. There's a lot of people that have gone out and made this a living. Everybody listening is making some kind of living and you chose to do that. Individuals have chosen to make YouTube their full-time job. Is that me? Nope. And it will probably never be me. Would I like to do it? Yeah. I think I would. It's not a goal of mine, though. Because what I did was, long before live streaming, was carve out a career for myself. I'm a medical professional. I have almost 30 years in the medical profession. And my journey and my thoughts on what I'm leading up to is just the way my mentality has always been. And you don't get handed things in life. You don't enjoy things like being able to own your own home brand new cars, take your family on vacations, all those things, by, you know, working a job that is just not going to support those things. So quickly on my journey, I started out, like anyone else, as a young kid, I worked at the movies, which is still, to this day, one of my favorite jobs of all time. I encourage Jacob to maybe try that as his first job. It would be pretty cool. The free movies, the popcorn, all that good stuff. After working there and going through school, I decided that I would try my first career and it be radio. Went to Columbia School of Broadcasting in Boston and when I was finished, I went into the radio business. I worked at WPRO AM in Rhode Island, and I produced the Boston Red Sox baseball games. Now, what does that mean? That means you work the circuit board, and you play the commercials when it's time to play the commercials. You bring back the game when it's time to come back. But you didn't really speak. I got my first speaking role as a Sunday morning DJ, where I you know, cut my teeth there. And I looked around and I saw the instability, but I also saw the lack of pay. I mean, it, it was probably minimum wage. And when I looked at that, I said, wow, here are my dreams over here. Let's just count them on the fingers. Let's see. We want to own a home. Yep. We want to have kids. Yep. We want to travel. Yep. 
can I do this in the current job that I'm in? Nope. Now, my mom instored a lot of positivity and encouragement in me to finally make me believe as an adult, way into adulthood, that because I had a track record at that point, and I'm talking only like maybe seven or eight years ago, and she'd been saying it to me for so long, which is simply, Corey, every time you put your mind to something, you do amazingly at it. So I look back at that and I say, well, I suppose if I really put my head down and and just grinded at the radio broadcasting game that I would have been great at it and I would have ended up, who knows, working for Fox Sports and broadcasting football, baseball, uh, music, maybe a top DJ in a top, you know, slot in a big city. I have no doubt that I would have made that. And that's not cockiness, that's confidence. So from there, I said, how do I make more money? Well, certain events put me in the direction of becoming a physical therapist assistant, and I did that. And I was so excited to get that license in my hand, uh, kissed it, held it up to the sky, went to the club and celebrated. (laughs) And just felt phenomenal to me to just open up a whole new way of life for myself. All of a sudden, those dreams of getting married to someone and buying a house and traveling. Well, I didn't have a girl yet, so I went traveling almost immediately and starting started to live the life that I wanted to lead. So Tammy and I reunite because we were friends in high school. And we get together really quickly. We get married soon. We buy our first house. We overspent on this house. It was really a nasty fail that we shouldn't have invested in. But you make mistakes, you know. And then, well, before that, before we moved from there and got rid of that house, I needed to make more money. So what did I do? I figured out a new, another way to make money. I went to another school. I went to a two-year school and obtained my massage therapist license. Now I'm making more money. We move to Maine and build another house. The first house wasn't built. Now we build a house from the ground up, a beautiful home. It's fine. Tammy's working. I'm doing physical therapy and massage on the side. Time goes on, and we're busy with the babies, so I don't think about it too much. I concede to the fact that, okay, we're not going to be able to go out socially together or even as a family very much. This is the way it goes. You know, we own a home. We own two brand new cars. We're raising the children, and uh, I built the house so that we could have a full theater. We had a, we had a movie theater that had a 7-foot high screen and 12 feet across with stadium seating. It was sick. To this day, it's my favorite room of all time that I've ever owned. And so I just, we self-contained ourselves. But I I build up to this. I started to want to get out on Saturday nights. And I'd say, Tammy, let's go out to dinner. Let's go to the new Buffalo Wild Wings. And she'd say, yeah, I don't think we can. What do you mean we can't? I am a medical professional. 
in two different ways. You work at the bank 30 hours. How are we not able to afford this? And so I started thinking again. Okay, back to the drawing board. How can I make more money? Well, I had a friend who owned a gym with her husband. And I said, hmm, personal training. Called him up. I said, if I get my personal training certification, could I work at your gym? I mean, these guys are getting $50, $60, $70 an hour. He's like, absolutely. So I ordered the books and I spent like four months in a row working my regular job, finishing dinner, putting the kids to bed and sitting by their rooms in a lighted hallway on the floor, studying my butt off to obtain yet a third licensure certification. Why do I tell you all of this? I tell you all of this because of the current situation going on in Disney World. Here's my mentality that I've lived by, and it's gotten me to where I am today, which is, again, owning my third home. I live 50 minutes from Disney World. We own two new cars. The kids are older, and we're loving life in Florida. We can afford. I um I was pr uh, not promoted. I promoted myself by getting a a new PT job as opposed to the one I worked for many many years here in Florida. We moved here seven years ago, just about now, and I am in in my single job now for physical therapy. I'm making way more money than I ever thought I would in that role. And what it does is it doesn't make us rich at home, but it allows Tammy to stay home and take care of the kids and manage the house entirely. But do, with that, do I have enough money to live next to Disney? Hell no. I don't. And when the kids are old enough, Tammy and I have a plan of trying to live closer to Disney. Now, we know prices are outrageous, but with Tammy going back to work and me working at my wonderful job where if they never pay me another penny more, I will be grateful. Why? Because I worked hard to get there. My side gigs, you know, massage, personal training, the channel has turned into a side gig. It's not my full-time job, nor could it ever be my full-time job. Probably most people would not want to have the schedule that I have. You would be blown away if you knew. You see the channel. If you watch the channel, you see the channel. I'm there. I'm happy. I'm sharing Disney. That's all real. I'm there two to three times a week into the wee hours of the night. Doing a podcast now. Running a website. This is not my full-time job, and I'm still doing that. Aside from everything else, we're talking 45 to 50 hours of work besides that. Again, my point is the hard work. And my main point of all of this is this. And the reason why I had to talk about this is I don't appreciate, nor should I care, nor should I care. I just felt like it was time to say something because I feel like the YouTube Disney community is being called out and you know 
like I said earlier when I was talking about this, that even though we've had some rocky times with some people, just like others have with other people, I feel the need to stand up and stick up for this community because you have people not live streaming but have media outlet and they talk about we're not saying enough. We need to go out there. We're not fighting for the cast members. Um, Instagram accounts. Where are these t-shirts? You know, stick up for the cast members. Why do I feel like I should need to do that? I don't have to do that. Do I support them? Yes, in my own quiet way. Now and then I might drop a little tiny note while we're live. But I'm not going to sit there and pound the floor and cause controversy in the parks by wearing a t-shirt that supports them like that, like Disney needs to pay. I'm not doing that because, again, I'm in the park. I'm working my butt off in my real life and to go to the parks and share Disney. And it's an escape there. I don't want to, we don't talk politics. We don't talk religion. We don't talk those things. We don't talk money. We don't do that stuff. And I'm not going to do it on my channel. And I don't expect anyone else is going to do it on their channel or should feel pressured to do it. And I'm not going to feel pressured to do it because this is our escape. We do this for happiness. And again, I am a big fan of the cast members. We give cast member compliments. Uh, you know, my personality on its own is, it's my, anybody that knows me and strangers that may run into me a few times in a work setting or something. My reputation is, man, you smile all the time. You know, I'm always happy. I don't find ways to be miserable or be grumpy. If I am, I got to get myself out of that right away. I am so full of positive energy. Um, not going to allow any of you to pressure us as a community because it's just not right. Mind your own business. If you want to do it, you do it. You go into the parks and wear those t-shirts. And it doesn't mean that we don't care. Neil is one of my best friends. He will climb the highest steeple of Space Mountain for the cast members. It's not our place to do it. It's not us being selfish. You can't say that we're running around collecting paychecks from YouTube and it's selfish of us to not fight for the cast members. You know, if we were doing daily live streams at the mall and the Claire's employees weren't getting their due for pay, should we walk around the mall with a Claire's t-shirt, pay the Claire's workers? No. And another thing about all of that is nobody's stupid that works in Disney. These cast members are smart. You don't sign up and get your paycheck on day one and you fall on the floor and you're blown away that, oh my God, I'm making $14 an hour. You don't do that. You know what's coming. So... You know, we don't whine over it. If it is not fitting your living situation, then you go do something about it. You go find a profession that is going to help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve.
And that's the thing I don't want to be misconstrued. It's why, uh, why is there all this outpouring of emotion for it when you can go work somewhere else? I talked to my friend who's high in Disney. I've said, I would love to work for Disney, but they can't afford me because I climbed the mountain and achieved what I needed to achieve to get there. I would love to work for Disney. If you would love to work to, for Disney and you go and you're just not cutting it, it's just your choice. It's just your choice. We glorify Disney. Disney is amazing. I love Disney. Disney's my life. If Disney was ever taken away from me, if the parks were ever taken away, it would ruin me. It would ruin me for a long time. I preface that by saying Disney is no more than a glorified Six Flags. And I only say that because we're talking about working at an amusement park with no education needed. Are there cast members that have college degrees? Do we have the cast member program? We sure do. And we celebrate it. They are amazing. They are heading for a better life. I'm encouraging my kids to do that. I really want them to become cast members. I want them to get into the Aspire program. I want them to leap off. And if they want to work for Disney, if Jacob worked for Disney and came to me seven years from now and says, Dad, they're just not paying us enough. And I would say, well, you try to get a promotion. And if you can't, you just got to look for another job. So the bottom line is, if the pay isn't cutting it, then you just have to get another job. And we shouldn't be pressured to fight for someone else. And this may be the last thing that I wanted to point out. <clears throat> if we're talking making $14 or $15 an hour, and Disney miraculously raises it to $19 an hour, which we know they wouldn't do, but they, they increase it that much, your situation of struggling to live in Orlando doesn't change. It doesn't change. That's not going to make that. You're still going to need roommates. So there's there's different levels. It's like what is really going to make them happy. Now, Disney's a corporate entity. They're making all the money. It's their right to pay people what they want to pay. Do I agree with it? No. They can squarely afford to pay more money. Squarely. I don't even know what minimum wage is. But let's say if cast members are making 15 dollars an hour say you're making 15 i think if disney bumped that up two bucks in the next negotiation that's phenomenal because in in my lineup in my job we're getting like 25 what is it what do they give you a couple percent raise every year that's a huge bump in pay so going into disney you can't be surprised at what you're getting paid we can't make it more than it is they're negotiating. I'm sure Disney will up the ante. You know, it would be good for Disney to up it, you know, like a dollar over Universal. And then I think everybody goes away and becomes happy again for a while. You have to be happy. These are non-skilled jobs. I gave up a dream with a high possibility of playing Major League Baseball. At least getting into the minors, working my way through for a few years before maybe I get cut. I was a very high prospect, and all I had to do was play a couple years of college ball. And when I went in that day to get ready to start my college baseball career, I looked and said, you know what? 
I really need to focus on my studies and I have to work my minimum wage job to get where I need to get. It's all about choices and hopefully to sum it up, nobody needs to pressure us. If you feel that strongly about it, then you go uh, to Disney with the signs, you wear the t-shirts, you fight for the cast members, they'll get their due. They chose this job knowing what the pay was going to be. And, you know, you don't just quit a job hoping to get another job. I would never do that. I would never quit a job before having another job. You know, to me, that's as careless as getting hired to work for a company. And then, you know, you bitch about the about the pay. If you don't like it or you can't cut it, you move on. Go get a better job. You can come back and you can visit Disney anytime you want. Just to clear this up before I end this rant of almost 30 minutes is I absolutely love the cast members. They go above and beyond. They've made a ton of magic for my family and I. I can't say any more about them. And this really isn't about them. It's really directing it back to those who are saying that the, the live stream community, the vlogging community is running silent. It's because in a nutshell, it really isn't our business. And if you don't understand that and you want a backlash on it, go ahead. But that's just showing that you're not intelligent enough to interpret what I'm saying. And again, at the time of this recording, I don't think anyone in the YouTube community that covers Disney out in the parks has said anything and I don't think they should. Do you want to build a community of your own to bring that negativity into the parks? No. It's stupid. If you're about to start planning your next vacation, book your next vacation with your magical adventures await. Claudia is creating Disney adventures worldwide. She can create a magical adventure to Walt Disney World Florida, any Disney park worldwide, Disney Cruise Lines, Alani Resort in Hawaii, guided group vacation with adventures by Disney, and she's also a Universal Studios expert. If you book with her, her services are free. Disney pays her to help you create a seamless, magical adventure. Her availability is really unmatched. You can contact her Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday and Sunday, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Make your magical planner Claudia Anderson from Your Magical Adventures await. 956-455-8049 or check her out on Instagram with instant message, Claudia Anderson, all one word. That's C-L-A-U-D-I-A-I-N-D-R-I-D-S-O-N. And as a special bonus, if you book with her, all traveling members of your party will receive a special Living in Diz luggage tag. So make sure you let her know that we sent you. If you're a fan of our channel, Living in Diz, for some kind of time, you've been enjoying Disney through the eyes of our family. So what about enjoying Disney through your own eyes? How can you accomplish that? 
you'll want to contact Victor Naraki. With over a decade of helping people find the homes of their dreams right near Disney, Victor is the perfect realtor of La Rosa Realty Horizons to help you find the home of your dreams. Simply go to DisneyAtYourDoorstep.com. That's DisneyAtYourDoorstep.com. And don't forget to tell him that Living in Diz sent you. This week for Diz Screenplay Theater, I say this with such a big smile on my face, I chose, not only did I choose E.T., I chose this specific scene because, well, there's a Yoda impression in here. And E.T. is so close to defining my childhood and what movies mean to me. It's almost as close as Star Wars. Star Wars, E.T., and Indiana Jones really sums it up for me as my top favorite movies of all time. And when you say, well, which Indiana Jones movie or which Star Wars movie, for me, it's the original trilogy for Star Wars. I just group them together. And for Indiana Jones, for me, it's the first two. Mary, who is the kid's mom, she goes to take a shower. Gertie just gets home from school. But Elliot has spent all day at home faking illness so that he can spend time with his new friend. Enjoy my interpretation of this scene from E.T. Interior, Elliot's room, day. Michael opens the door. Elliot stands in the center of his debris-strewn room. Michael makes himself at home. Elliot remains stiff and motionless. Michael. How you feeling, faker? Elliot. Fine. Michael. Tyler said he got 69,000 at Asteroids today, but he pulled the plug, so who knows? Elliot, I've got something really important to tell you. Michael looks up. Elliot, okay, this is the most important, probably the most serious thing ever. Michael, what'd you do? Elliot, okay. Remember the goblin? Michael. You're so lame, Elliot. Elliot. He came back. Michael. Bull. Elliot. One thing. I have absolute power. Say it. Michael. What have you got? Is it the coyote? Let me see it. Elliot. No. Swear first. The most excellent promise you can make. Michael. Okay, okay. He's yours. Mom's going to kill you. Elliot. Okay, okay. Stand over there. And uh, you better take off your shoulder pads. Michael. What? Elliot. You might scare him. Go on. Michael removes his shoulder pads as Elliot goes to the closet. Elliot. And close your eyes. Michael. Don't push it. Elliot. I'm not coming out until your eyes are closed. Michael. 
Okay, they're closed. Elliot and E.T. step out of the closet. Elliot puts his arm over E.T.'s shoulder and nods to the creature reassuringly. He looks at his brother again. Elliot, swear it. One more time. I have... Michael. You have absolute power. All right already. The door suddenly flies open. Gertie comes running in. She sees E.T. and lets out a terrified scream. Michael opens his eyes, sees E.T. and screams. E.T. screams. Elliot screams. Elliot catches himself and yells. And that is one of my favorite scenes. One of many, many, many from Steven Spielberg's E.T. I'm the goat of Disney. I didn't ask for that title. I was given it. Or maybe I earned it. One of my favorite segments every week is to talk about the food that I tried in in the previous week. Leading up to the next podcast. So I don't feel like I ate a ton this week even though uh, I was at the park what like three times so last night I was at Magic Kingdom with Alyssa Neal and our good friend Holly and Neal decided that he wanted some Dole Whip and when Neal gets excited about ice cream and Dole Whip he's he gets giddy as a schoolboy, and it's funny to watch and so I just I give in and I say, yes, let's go get ice cream. (laughs) I love it. So what we got last night was between the four of us, Elisa got the pineapple float. Uh, Actually, not the float, just the, the pineapple Dole Whip, which I will tell you each and every time that it's it's really good in the park, but nothing beats pineapple Dole Whip from Hawaii. It just doesn't. It's not even a contest. So Neil got the pineapple upside down cake for six ninety nine, and so was the well. The pineapple float is also six ninety nine. I don't have pricing here for straight up Dole Whip, but you can rest assured it's definitely less than six ninety nine. Yes, the pineapple Dole Whip cup is five ninety nine. The pineapple upside down cake is what Neil got for six ninety nine, and it was basically a pineapple upside down cake served with some Dole Whip vanilla pineapple. Um, I think he just actually got the pineapple on top. So I tried a bite. It was really good. It was really good. Uh, I don't know what I said on the stream. I'd probably give it. I'd probably give it a, a super strong 4.5. It was moist. Didn't do much with presentation, but that's not always a deal breaker. So that was really good. And I had, and to, as a matter of fact, I will say this. I got the Pierre Mon Ami float. And that consisted of blueberry and vanilla swirled soft serve. Pineapple float garnished with a red feather. Same red feather that you got with the Peter Pan float, uh, imitation chocolate, super red, also six ninety nine, and 
you know, I did make a comment like, whoa, I should have gotten the pineapple Dole Whip uh, upside down cake. I think that would have been a little more enjoyable. But what I got was really good. The blueberry mixing with the vanilla swirl. Yes. Yes. So I, at this point now, sitting here, would looking back on it, if I said the pineapple upside down cake was a 4.5, I would say the Pierre Mon Ami was a strong 3.5 Mickey's. Would I get it again? No, only because there are so many other options in the parks. But it was still very good. Next time, my mission will be to get the pineapple Dole Whip upside down cake for sure. Moving over to the previous night, because this was a back-to-back Diz week, where we go Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And I went over to Northern Bloom, and this is one of the top 10 booths that... I previewed and said that we will knock these out one by one, two by two, whatever it is, whatever we can get to for that stream and how much we feel like, you know, we've eaten for the night and we're good to go. So Northern Bloom in Canada had three things. They had the seared scallops with French green beans, butter potatoes, brown butter vinaigrette, and Nuesque's applewood smoked bacon for $7.50. And that is gluten and wheat friendly. The beef tenderloin tips had the mushrooms, bordelais sauce, and whipped potatoes with garden vegetables for $7. And the chocolate maple whiskey cake for $4.50, which was the new item added to this booth. Let me say, I could not say enough about this booth. This booth was amazed is. Everything, five out of five, I gave the chocolate maple whiskey cake like uh, 90 out of 5. Like, you know, it was that good. I will get it again. Put it on your list. If you're a chocolate lover, don't even second guess it. Run. Don't walk. And break the rule. Don't go to the left of the World Showcase. Go to the right. Right to Canada and order the chocolate maple whiskey cake because it was, oh my, delicious. The seared scallops with French green beans, what really did that for me was the mixture of the brown butter vinaigrette that meal hits or something like that. Thank you so much for sticking with us for another DizPod. Before we go, I want to remind you, go to your app store and check out the Swell app, S-W-E-L-L. It's where we drop five-minute podcasts two to three times a week minimum. And just look us up, all one word, living in Diz. If you want just a little bit more Diz extra, a little bit of five minutes here and there during the week, check that out. Also, if you feel compelled to contribute to what we're doing to continue to make these products better and better and better, whether it's the live streams on YouTube or right here on the DizPod, join the Diz Club or Patreon or both. And the best way to do that is just go to the channel, look at the description of any live stream, click on the links, and there you go. Make sure you check out livingindiz.com. It's your one-stop shop for everything living in Diz. 
You can drop your email in there so that you are alerted every time we go live or any other Living in Diz news. The Diz Shop is also located there. You get our three stream schedule if you want to look ahead and much, much more. Livingindiz.com, built by me, powered by Diz Tech. Also, if you want to send questions for the Diz Pod or want to get a hold of me in any way, simply go to livingindiz at gmail.com and we will be sure to answer your questions. You can also send letters of concerns or thanks. We get those too. And uh, certainly include questions for the podcast. We would love to include questions from you and we will read your name on the podcast if you so wish. For now, for Mushu and Jacob and Jillian and Tammy, I'm Corey from Living in Diz, and we'll see you on the next pod. Mm-hmm.